Homily 8 of Coptic Homilies in the Dialect of Upper Egypt by E. A. Wallace Budge. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Homily of Appa Basil, Bishop of Caesarea of Cappadocia, which he pronounced concerning the end of the world, and the temple of Solomon, and the going forth from the body. Let us understand now, O my brethren, that at the moment when God created all things, there was none who knew, neither was there any voice or disturbance, but there existed great quietness and silence when he fashioned the universe. And we hear in the holy scriptures concerning the day when the heavens and the earth shall come to an end, and how great the confusion shall be is described therein. And another angel spake, saying, They shall bring about the end of the world, even as we heard. And our Savior made known to us in the Gospels concerning the overthrowings and the tribulations, and the earthquakes which shall take place. For he said, There shall be great tribulations, the like of which hath not been since the beginning, at the creation of the world, and the like of which there shall never be again. And he said also in another place, Heaven and earth shall be convulsed, and the powers which are in the heavens shall be shaken in that day. And there shall be great earthquakes, and blasts of the trumpet, and great and frequent flashings of lightning, with mighty thunderings. For the angels shall send forth from his mountain messengers unto the world, and they shall gather together all mankind, and shall make them to stand before the throne of the Son of God, and they shall separate the wicked from among the righteous. Behold now, at the time when he created all things, no one knew except himself and his beloved Son, Jesus Christ, concerning that hour wherein he shall destroy all created things, when everything shall be overthrown, concerning that last hour, I say, and the destruction of the heavens and of the earth, no one whatsoever shall know, not even the angels in the heavens, except himself and his beloved Son, even as we have said before. Now it is written that, as no sound was heard at the creation, so in the days in which Solomon was building the temple of God in Jerusalem, there was no sound heard therein, neither the sound of an axe nor that of an iron hammer. And during the twenty years in which the king was building his temple in this manner, there was not heard therein even the sound of the artificer who worked in gold. Why was this? First of all, because the temple was being built for God in whose place of abode no disturbance of any kind must make itself manifest, and secondly, because the wise king, who was building the temple to the Lord God, chose Solomon to continue the building of the temple to him in this manner, that is to say, in quietness, according to the manner in which work on the first creation was performed, which he founded in quietness, and there was no sound, neither was there any disturbance, and thirdly, because God worketh with his own thoughts and with his own intelligence, and he hath therefore no need of a crowd of workmen who would disturb the place wherein they perform their work. Nay, God is not one who worketh in this manner, but his thoughts and his command are wholly sufficient to make everything which is made. For this reason hearken unto that which is written in the Exodus of Moses. For when Moses had made the tabernacle and the ark of the covenant, God said unto him, Take heed that thou makest everything according to the pattern 
which hath been shown unto thee on the mountain. Now who was it that made them except the command of God? That is to say, God shall build for himself the temple which is necessary for him. And this also is what the wise man Paul wrote concerning him, saying, You are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God abideth in you. And again he wrote, Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you? And moreover, one of the wise men of old used to say, The great altar of God is the heart of the wise man. The hand and the power of God are the things which made all created things. And moreover, it is they which have made man. Here again what Isaiah saith in the character of God. Is it not my hand which hath established whatsoever is in the earth? And is not my right hand which hath made firm the heavens? I call them all, and they stand up at one time. And again the blessed man David cried out, saying, It is his hand which hath fashioned the dry land. And again, in the book of Hosea, he saith, It is my hand which hath created the hosts of heaven. And again, in the book of Isaiah, he saith, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What kind of house shall ye build for me, saith the Lord? Was it not my hand which made all these things? It was my hand, moreover, which fashioned the first man, Adam. Therefore, after the fashioning of the first man, which is related in Genesis. And again, the righteous man Job saith, Remember that thou hast made me of clay, and I shall return again to the earth. And again, hast thou not poured me out like the milk, and turned me over and over like a cheese? Thou hast clothed me with skin and flesh, thou hast knitted me together by means of bones and tendons. Thou hast granted unto me a heart of life and favor, and it is thy visitation which hath protected my spirit. These things are in thy heart, and I know, moreover, that thou art able to do everything, and that there existeth nothing which thou art not able to do. Then again the psalmist David saith, Thy hands have made and fashioned me, and again, for thou art he who took me out of my mother's womb. And again, in secret, my body was not hidden from thee, for thou didst fashion it in secret. And again, God saith in the book of Jeremiah, Before I had fashioned thee out of the womb, I knew thee. Before thou didst come out therefrom, I sanctified thee. Now after all these things, if it was the hand of God which created all things which exist, the heavens and the earth and the sea, and everything which is therein, for what reason shall they be destroyed, and become dissolved with a mighty overthrow, both inanimate things in man, and the temple of Solomon? And again God saith in the gospel, I work, and my Father hath worked hitherto. Now the things of the six days which God made, he made in great joy and in gladness and in silence. And again, during the six thousand years which he hath made since that time, he has supplied the world with his commandments, and with his laws, and with his holy prophets. And of all these the principal things are, his holy desire which he hath shown towards us, and all the sufferings of his apostles, and all the supplies which have been needed by men, and by the courses of the luminaries. And again, after all these years, in a moment, 
suddenly everything which hath been made shall be overthrown and destroyed. And again, the things of the six days which God made when he created the world, and all these latter things shall be destroyed, and shall dissolve in the twinkling of an eye. For he, the Lord of all, and the fabricator Jesus Christ himself said in the gospel, Heaven and earth shall pass away. And again, because of that day and that hour, none knoweth except the Father. Therefore the great overthrow which shall take place shall be unbearable. Oh, how great shall be the sorrow of heart and all the sufferings at that awful time. That is to say, when the administration and management of the service of the luminaries by the angels and the sending down of the dew upon the earth and the blowing of the winds and the strength of the earth which he giveth to the children of men, and the rivers and the streams. When I say, all these things shall be blotted out in a single moment, and shall be destroyed. And what reason is there why a single moment should have power to do all these evil things, except it be because of sin and disobedience? It was the first transgression, that is to say, disobedience, which cast man forth from paradise. It hath changed this world, and hath made to exist the things which ought not to exist. And the things which ought indeed to exist, it hath set a restraint upon. It hath made God, who is without anger, to be wroth, and hath turned the Father from gladness to grief. Now who is he who hath committed all these sins? It is the enemy of every man, this evil beast which slayeth the soul, this bird which snatcheth greedily at its prey, this serpent which biteth, this fire which blazeth fiercely, this thief who carrieth off all souls into sin, this murderous barbarian, this troubled pool, this desert road, this evil tear, this sin which inviteth death, this similitude of greed, this stirrer up of war, this destroyer of the city, this waster of the people, who maketh the whole land to be without fruit. It is, moreover, he who doth make the heavens to withhold the dew, and besides he maketh parents to look upon the death of their children without mourning for their beloved. He changeth kings, he leadeth the nations into error, and he bringeth the nations to boundaries of countries which do not belong to them. The thorn and the bramble exist because of sin, and because of sin death hath become king. Moreover, because of sin a judgment took place in the paradise, and punishments were inflicted in the place of gladness. Moreover, because of sin there was to be weeping in the world which was to come, and sorrow of heart was to be in all created things. Because of sin there was a deluge upon the earth, and the cataracts of heaven poured down from heaven the waters of wrath upon the earth, and the fountains of the great deep were opened, and they belched forth the waters of vengeance. Because of sin, God mediated the blotting out of every created thing which was on the face of the whole earth. The transgression of the watchers, that is to say giants, was like unto a flood, and it was sin and impurity, and the concealment of uncleanness of every kind, which burnt up Sodom and Gomorrah. The superfluous meddling of the men of Calneh, was what made diverse the languages of men, and at length they became scattered abroad over the whole earth. It was sin and cruel obstinacy which filled Pharaoh and destroyed the multitudes of Egypt. 
It was lawlessness and idolatry which destroyed the seven nations in the land of Canaan. It was sin and disobedience to God which consumed 600,000 Israelites in the desert by sword and fire and by serpents because they chose sin for themselves and forsook the Lord their God. Because of all these, God cried out in the book of Isaiah, saying, For behold, in my anger I will make the sea to become a desert, and I will turn the rivers into dry land, and the fishes thereof shall be dried up, and shall be without water, and shall die because of thirst. I will spread darkness over the heavens as a garment, and I will make the apparel thereof like unto sackcloth. Now it was sin which did all these things, and because thereof the evil of this single hour shall overthrow and shall destroy at this awful time all the things which have been set in order since the beginning of the creation of the world. Now let us again hearken concerning the building of the temple which Solomon built in such great silence, and concerning him who is able to destroy it to its foundation. For it is written thus in the third book of the kingdom, concerning the temple which Solomon builded in the name of the Lord. Behold, O God of Israel, there hath been heard the sound neither of hammer nor axe, nor the sound of any tool of iron whatsoever, even though in his wisdom, which was great, he permitted a few men to work in a certain place, which was at some distance from the temple. Now this he did in order that the sound of the workers in gold might not shut out from the ears of the king and prevent him from hearing the pleadings of those who came unto him to receive judgment. Now therefore God gave unto him peace, and there was no war made upon him whilst he was building, and no hostile attack was made upon him either, on this side or on that. And because of this peace he was not burdened with any serious anxiety concerning the care of the kingdom. He used to rise very early each morning, and go into the place which he had prepared, and sit down, and all the works continued in progress in due order, and there was no idleness or lax labor. For these reasons he did not permit a handy craftsman to work in the place which he had established, that the place might not be disturbed continually, and that he might not be prevented from hearing the noises of those who were pleading before the king. Now according to what is reported, he finished building the house after twenty years, and then he dedicated the house to God. And he went into the temple, and all Israel was with him. He bowed his knees before the altar of the Lord, and his hands were stretched out towards the heavens. And he prayed thus, saying, O Lord God of Israel, if the heaven and the heaven of heavens suffice thee not, then verily God will not come and abide with men. And now, O God, hearken thou unto the prayer which thy servant maketh unto thee, in order that thine eyes and thine ears may be opened towards this house. And in short, after hearing these words, God spake unto him over the altar, saying, I have heard thy prayer which thou hast made to me. I do not dwell in a house which hath been fashioned by the hands of men, yet because of thy labors which thou hast performed, and if thou shalt keep my commandments and my judgments, which I have given into thy hands, mine eyes and my ears shall be open over this house which thou hast built. If, however, thou transgress my commandments, I will cast away this great place from me, and it shall be destroyed, and become as a wilderness, that all those who pass by it shall marvel, and shall smite together their hands, and shall whistle, and shall say, Why have these things happened to this great place? And it shall be told them, 
because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers and made themselves servants of strange gods. Observe now, moreover, that after Solomon had gone to his rest, the people committed sin, and they cleaved to this evil friend, who is sin, who also made the first man to commit sin in the paradise, and who hath changed the world from the beginning. It was he also who destroyed the temple of the Hebrews by the hands of the Chaldeans, which Nabas interpreted those who are scattered, or those who are corrupt. As concerning the statements that Solomon spent twenty years in building it with costly stones, and that the materials which he made ready for the work were very great in quantity, these words refer to the work of the eighty thousand men who bear burdens, and the thirty thousand men who cut down trees in Lebanon, and the thirty-six hundred scribes, i.e. overseers, and eighty thousand hewers of stone in the mountains. And after all these labors, to think that this enemy, that is to say sin, should cause it to be destroyed in a few days. Further, might we not say that the Chaldeans worked against Jerusalem throughout a whole year? Therefore in this one year was scattered and wasted the labors of the preceding twenty years, and this because of sin. That which the Hebrews built the Chaldeans destroyed because of the lawlessness of the people. That which had been builded in silence was destroyed amid great confusion and noise. That which Solomon built in wisdom, Zedekiah destroyed in his lawlessness. Rightly, therefore, did God put the following proverb in the mouth of Solomon, and make him say, The wise among women build up houses, but the worker of folly destroyeth it with her hands. And the blessed man Paul also saith, Knowledge puffeth up, but love buildeth up. All these things came into being through Solomon, but the overthrow and the destruction thereof took place through Zedekiah. The sound of the tools of the workmen was not heard during the building of the temple by Solomon, the wise man, but the sound of the axes and the hammers shook Jerusalem when the Chaldeans destroyed it through the folly of Zedekiah. Now after these things hearken unto the words which the holy man Stephen spake, saying, Solomon built a temple, but the Most High dwelleth not in that which is made by the hands. Then where shall God dwell? He saith, In very deed God shall dwell with men. And this indeed took place, for our Lord Jesus Christ came forth from the heavens, and took up his abode with us. And he put on a human body like unto ours, but without sin. This is the holy and honorable temple, which our Savior took upon himself of his own free will. Moreover, David spake of him when he said, Thy temple is holy, and is a miracle in righteousness. Truly and very surely, the holy Virgin Mary is the miracle, for no human being hath been created on earth like unto her. Mary is the temple which is more exalted, and more honorable than the temple of Solomon. For it is she who hath become the temple of the true God, Jesus Christ, Jesus our Lord, through whom is the glory, and with him the Father and the Holy Spirit, for all ages of ages. Amen. End of homily 8